as of right now, there are 11 teams currently vying for spots in the Western Conference playoffs, but is the list a little shorter than even that? We discuss on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks, as always, for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Just a reminder, you can find Lockdown Wild on all of your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we check back in on the Western Conference playoff picture and look at the teams that are still, as of right now, fighting for a spot in the postseason picture. We'll take a look at the teams that are vying for spots in the wild card chase, as well as how the divisional leaders are stacking up as of right now. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, and the Minnesota Wild, by picking up a win against Nashville on Sunday, have pushed the Predators all the way down to one of the final two spots, because let's be honest, If Arizona is the team of the bottom five that has the most points, anybody below that is not going to factor into the postseason picture in the Western Conference. So in reality, you've got 11 teams that are, as of right now, fighting it out for postseason positioning and a chance to be in the big dance once the season is over, but... Let's be honest, there are a couple of teams in that top 11 that probably are not going to be there as well. So let's just take a look to start at how the division standings are looking here um, before today's game against the Los Angeles Kings. As of right now, Dallas still on top in the Central, 30, 15, and 12. And let's be honest here, Dallas... Their record is so weird that they have almost as many overtime losses as they have regulation losses. And so you have their record at 30, 15, and 12, and the Winnipeg Jets at 35, 20, and 1. And somehow, because of how the points thing works in the NHL, Dallas is one point ahead of the Winnipeg Jets. The Jets in the second spot, 35-21-1. The Colorado Avalanche are starting to make their push. They've won three in a row and have 67 points at 31-19-5. Those are your top three in the Central, but the Dallas Stars have started to take on a little bit of water themselves. They are 3-2-5 in their last 10 games, and... It's starting to become a problem for Dallas not being able to put teams away that they absolutely should beat in regulation. Yes, they are getting rewarded for a loss by getting the point for getting the game to overtime, but look at their games recently. They lost in a shootout to the Minnesota Wild. They had three straight overtime games that they lost to the Buffalo Sabres the Carolina Hurricanes, and the New Jersey Devils. 
back in late January. And uh, beyond that, some of their overtime losses include a 2-1 to overtime loss to the New York Rangers. They lost 5-4 to in overtime to the Carolina Hurricanes. They had a 6-5 to shootout loss, of course, to the Minnesota Wild way back in December. And so all of these overtime games that they've had, and they've had some narrow escapes in overtime as well, beating Anaheim 3-2 to in a shootout back on the 6th, beating the New York Islanders 2-1 to in a shootout back on January 10th, winning in overtime against Ottawa, against Detroit, Back in December, they've had a ton of overtime games so far this season. And so part of what I think made Dallas as good as they were at the beginning of the season was their ability to put games away in regulation. But the overtime games and the overtime losses, most importantly, start to really stack up here as the season has gone on. From October 13th to November 13th, in the span of the first month of the season, Dallas had just one overtime game in that span, and that was a 3-2 overtime loss to Toronto. And so now the fact that they have 12 overtime losses on the season, it's just starting to mount, and... I'm sure it's something that they're frustrated with, not being able to handle games in regulation. But they get rewarded for losing, not in regulation. So 12 points right there for a team that essentially, by all accounts and purposes, is 30-27. and Uh, But they have started to allow Winnipeg and Colorado to really um, catch up here as we move through the month of February. Uh, I'll mention it too, just for where the Wild are at right now in that second wild card spot. With a game in hand, the Wild are currently six points back of the Winnipeg Jets. They're seven points back of the Dallas Stars. They got a game in hand on those two teams. They are two points behind the Colorado Avalanche, but the Avalanche have a game in hand on the Minnesota Wild. And Honestly, of those three teams, I think the one, if you had to put, if you had to pick one who the Wild have the best chance to potentially catch, I'd have to say it's the Winnipeg Jets of those three teams because the Jets, a team that plays a little bit of a slower pace than Dallas and Colorado do, and we've seen the Wild match up well with them in the, uh, the few games that they've played this season. So the Central Division, we now have the Colorado Avalanche entering the picture uh, and with them continuing to get closer to fully healthy, it's just going to make them that much more difficult because they're the defending champs. They went through the postseason all last year. They know what they need to do. They know what it's going to take for them to get to where they need to go before the postseason starts to go on another run. And so I think they have staying power in that top three. But uh, you just, you wonder at some point if those overtime losses are going to start to turn into regulation losses for Dallas and um, what sort of effect that would have on them 
as this thing continues to roll along. So Central Division as of right now is Dallas, Winnipeg, and Colorado. Don't be surprised if you see Colorado in one of those top two spots in the division here relatively soon as they just continue to play their best hockey of the season. Now, the Pacific Division is interesting because it has changed a little bit since the last time we took a look at the Pacific Division standings. So we'll discuss the top three in the Pacific as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by the exclusive sportsbook partner of Locked on. That, of course, is FanDuel. It is the midway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to the top point scores to even three-pointers drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash on. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, once again, thanks for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked on NHL podcast to get the full lowdown on everything leading up to the trade deadline, who's buying, who's selling, who, in the case of the Minnesota Wild, is brokering deals. All that and more at Locked on NHL, which is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Pacific Division, the names are familiar. As right now, Vegas still on top, 38, uh, 34, 18, and 4. They've got 72 points of a possible 112 uh, on the season for them so far. Kings are in second, 32, 18, and 7. They have 71 points, so the Golden Knights have a game in hand on them. And the Seattle Kraken, who have dropped to third place, at 32, 19, and 6. Remember the last time we talked about the Pacific Division, and that was the point at which Mark Stone had just gotten hurt, and I said right here, I wonder if Vegas is going to be able to keep things rolling without Mark Stone. That seems like an injury that's going to be tough for them to, um, to overcome. And so they put him on long-term injured reserve again, which frees up about $9.5 million in cap space for them to use to fill that spot on the roster, which just opens up so many possibilities for them uh, at the trade deadline. And this, it, this may be something that I go into at some point, but it's fascinating to me that you have teams like the Vegas Golden Knights who just use the long-term injured reserve in a similar method to how the Tampa Bay Lightning have maneuvered that for years. And the Wild just have never been a team that has used long-term injured reserve as a weapon. They have just either had guys sit on the roster with injury 
or have used short-term or just straight-up regular injured reserve, but never long-term injured reserve. So maybe that's something we'll look at at some point um, as the season continues. But back to my original point, said at that point that it was going to be tough for Vegas to hang on uh, without Mark Stone in the lineup. And the Vegas Golden Knights now have won five in a row, 6-2-2 two and two in their last 10 games. And so they have reclaimed that top spot from the Seattle Kraken. But this is really tight. Whereas with the Central Division, you have some separation right now between Dallas and the Avalanche, albeit only five points. You have basically a single game separating these top three. And then the Seattle Kraken, only two points ahead of the Edmonton Oilers for wild card number one. Uh, so things in the Pacific Division are very tight for the top four. But as we'll talk about a little bit when we look at the wild card leaders um, in the Western Conference so far, it really is those top three teams, and that's about it. Um, those top four teams, and that's about it for the Pacific Division. Vegas, as the Wild saw up close and personal, a team that still is very capable of uh, coming away with wins. They're great on the road, which is something that has really helped them out so far this season. The Los Angeles Kings score all the goals in they score all the goals imaginable, second in the conference, third in the conference in goals, but they give up a ton. They have given up some of the most of the playoff teams that are in contention. They've given up like the third most goals of Western Conference teams uh, so far this season. Now, as we talked about with Alex Micheletti a little bit yesterday, it does seem like they have started to get their goaltending situation figured out. They come into the matchup today against the Minnesota Wild, having won four in a row. They're 7-2-1 and one in their last 10 games. And uh, thanks to the performance of um, journeyman Phoenix Copley, uh, they've started to get better goalie work than they were getting from Jonathan Quick and Cal Peterson. So Copley has has helped solidify that goaltending a little bit, but it's still a worry for a team that scores a ton of goals but gives up a ton of goals themselves. And yet, that offense will play for the Kings, I think, to the point that I'm not super concerned about them falling out of the divisional portion of the Western Conference playoffs. Now, the Seattle Kraken are interesting because they have started to take on a little water themselves. Four, five, and one in their last 10 games. And it is a team that was just cruising along so far this season, but now it seems as though the goaltending situation has finally caught up to them. You have Martin Jones, who just was rolling uh, so far this season, and all of a sudden now things have started to go a little bit awry for him over his last four starts. He's given up four goals or more in his last four starts. He gave up five goals twice in the month of January, and so he's sitting right now 
at 0-2 in the month of February, 0-3 actually in the month of February, with nine goals allowed, um, 13 goals allowed in three starts. ESPN just had not updated the stats for the third game as of yet, but he's given up 13 goals in three games, and if you go back to his last four starts, he has given up 17 goals in his last four games. So the Kraken's starting to take on a little water themselves to where they may have to, at the deadline, try to address the goaltending position if they want to stay in that top three position to uh, avoid having to fight it out in the wild card mess. So things can change for teams that spend a majority of the season in those top positions. But ultimately, you then look at that next group of teams. And I'll talk about Edmonton here because I want to focus mainly on the uh, other four teams when talking about the wild card. The Edmonton Oilers are always going to be there with the elite scoring combo of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. They're always going to be in the conversation because it's expected that they are in the conversation for a playoff team, but they have had an ugly run themselves, having lost their last four games. They've lost their last three games by scores of 5-4 to four in a shootout, 5-4 to four in a shootout, and 6-5 to five in overtime to the Colorado Avalanche. And it's no coincidence that uh, those last three losses came with um, Stuart Skinner not getting the starts. Jack Campbell taking the loss in uh, all three of those most recent games. So for the Oilers... They have been trying to get Campbell back into the lineup here more recently, and, well, uh, it's not working out particularly well for them. But McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to ensure that the Oilers are in the conversation here as the, uh, the season continues. Now, who does that leave? Well, that leaves the wild card spots as uh, potential for the likes of, say, the Minnesota Wild, plus others. So we'll look at the teams that are fighting it out for the wild card positions as of right now. And uh, we'll look at a couple of teams that are in the mix right now, but they may not be here within the next couple of weeks. We'll take a look at all of that as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Our next partner has a product I use literally every single day. I started taking AG1 because it helps you simplify your vitamin and supplement routine. All you need is one delicious scoop of AG1, and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Best of all, it is lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, AG1 is a small micro-habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. 
Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Continuing our look at the postseason picture for the Western Conference on today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we're taking a look at the teams right now that are manning the wild card spots. And Edmonton with the top spot, they are three points ahead of the Wild. The Wild have a game in hand. The Wild then are two points ahead of the Calgary Flames, and the Wild have a game in hand on the Calgary Flames. Calgary's a mess. Calgary, much like the Dallas Stars, has trouble closing games out in regulation. They've taken 11 overtime losses here this season. And so if you were to just apply those as regular losses without the points attached, uh, the Calgary Flames would be sitting at 52 points, which would put them slightly above Arizona, Uh, and slightly under the St. Louis Blues. So it's a Flames team that has had trouble closing games out in regulation. They are not having a great season on the road. Four, four, and two in their last ten games. They um, have had issues in the post Mega trade life, the uh, the big trade in the offseason with the Florida Panthers. They have struggled to capture the magic they had last year, much like the Florida Panthers have, although the Florida Panthers holding the uh, second wildcard spot in the Eastern Conference. So for the Wilds, the teams that they realistically are fighting with for a wildcard spot include the Edmonton Oilers, or whoever out of the whoever out of the two um, divisions falls out of that top three, because technically the Oilers two back of Seattle and the Wild two back of Colorado as of right now. But as we said earlier. If there was to be a team that fell out of that top three in the Central Division, I would assume that it would probably be Winnipeg of those three. And that would be the team that I think the Wild would actually have a chance to go toe-to-toe against. I just don't like the matchup against Colorado. And we have seen the Wilds come away with wins against the Dallas Stars, but they've both been in situations where the Stars failed to capitalize in regulation. We have also seen Dallas be able to capitalize in regulation against that Wild team. And so of those three, I would say that Winnipeg would be the one that the Wild would actually have a chance to potentially catch, assuming that things continue to... Um, continue to trend in the direction that they have. Jesse Pierce in the Bardown Beauties podcast made 
the analogy of the Wilds being an engine that still has trouble turning over but is starting to show some signs of life here over the last few games. The other teams that uh, the Wilds are battling with for wild card spots include the St. Louis Blues, who have had uh, two of their franchise players, two of their more prominent franchise players in Vladimir Tarasenko and Ryan O'Reilly traded off the roster. Blues went on a little bit of a run after trading Tarasenko, but now they've lost two in a row and they're three and seven in their last 10. If their sell-off continues and if they don't decide to try to expedite their expected rebuild, they are going to continue to fall further off of the playoff pace. And that leaves, of the teams that are not currently in playoff spots, that leaves you with then the Nashville Predators as really the only other team that is within striking distance um, of a playoff spot. And Nashville isn't really all that great. Um, and they are a team that is going to be desperate to try to replace the uh, the loss of Philip Forsberg right now. They have had a ton of guys regress in that lineup so far. And so when you look at it, you've got technically 11, but honestly it's more like nine. And you have eight of those spots with people in them already. So does it really come down to the Wild and the Flames for that final postseason spot? With everything that has gone wrong with the Wild so far this season, it is really interesting to think that you've got a couple of teams that aren't seriously trying to vie for Connor Bedard's services that will still be there for a potential fight all the way down to the wire for a postseason spot. So, you know, honestly, as you look at it, there aren't a whole lot of teams that uh, that could prevent the Wild from getting to the postseason this year. Now, the postseason in and of itself is another story because you've got your matchups, and the question then, if the Wild get there, would be, are they going to win a postseason series like they were supposed to do last year and they didn't? Now, with a an offense that um, an offense that just has not clicked nearly close to the level that they did last year. So this is this is going to be the interesting thing about this going down the stretch. Why do we care about who the Wild are fighting for postseason spots right now? Well, because the list of teams that they're going to be battling with and fighting for spots with is so small that there is a higher chance that the Wild end up just by default ending up with one of those spots unless they just absolutely tank the rest of the way and things fall apart. And so we may not want to see this team 
gear up for a postseason run because of the flaws and because of the overall impression, which I think everybody's on the same page with, that this team isn't one player away from a postseason run. That's I, I don't think we're I don't think we're saying anything too groundbreaking there, but if it comes down to us or the Calgary Flames as being the only two teams that are even in the fight, then it's going to be harder to not make the playoffs at this point. And so I I think a lot of people have said that this is a team that should sell. They should get rid of some of the players that have regressed the most and haven't really performed up to par um, for this team so far this year in an effort to help by bringing some youth in and just trying to inject a little life into this team. And so even if this team goes on a little bit of a run before the deadline to where Bill Guerin doesn't say, okay, I need to, we need to take a full step back, you know, just, just keep that in mind that the Blues are probably going to fade out of this. Nashville is distantly behind. Beyond that, there aren't going to be any other teams chasing postseason spots. And so, barring a long losing streak, the Wild are going to be in this to the end of the season. And uh, what that means or what they actually do come the trade deadline means that uh, that, that is still to be decided. Um, yeah, and so we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Make sure that you tune into today's pregame preview coming later today to take a look at uh, the Wilds matchup against the Los Angeles Kings and Kevin Fiala's return to the XL Energy Center. We'll have that for you later this afternoon. But that will do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. So now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you check out the Locked on NHL Prospects show to get the full load on on the biggest names like Connor Bedard that will be in the NHL draft this year. Locked on NHL Prospects is free and available wherever you listen to your podcast, just like Locked on Wild is. So make sure you follow along. As we talk trades, as we talk trade deadline, as we talk a push like we just did today for a potential playoff spot. All of that and more every single day on Locked on Wild. So make sure that you follow along so that you don't miss out on any of our content throughout the week. Either full episodes or pre and post game content. We have all of it for you with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.